welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues and the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew to you, guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. We have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Maya Thaler, and all retired this evening. Uh, we have Lieutenant Randy Sutton. Uh, we have a uh, special guest, actually, retired Secret Service agent Mike Roach. And uh, hey, also the author of Mass Killers. So, um, and we also have Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrew Casal, and producer Will Statzer. So, thanks guys for uh, being on the show. Appreciate it. Yes, David is drinking his bang energy. I think it's fresh out of the fridge. I can tell it's kind of like icing over. I can tell from here, Dave. So, uh, but look, a uh, shout out to our sponsors. We have Gulls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, Gunlearn.com, MyMedicare.live, TAC-Tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make the show happen. Uh, a, a, and Andrea's got her shaker cup too. So in fact, I got some more product to get to a couple people on the show still uh, this week. Um, yeah, great lineup. And uh, some more in-depth stuff uh, this week. The very first uh, main story that we're going to be covering, it's on lawofficer.com, but it's all over the news this week. Armed suspect arrested near Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home. So, yes, we're in Montgomery County, Maryland. So a suspect who was armed with a gun and a knife was arrested near the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh in Maryland on Wednesday morning, according to Fox News. I tell you, it's almost like Justice Kavanaugh cannot catch a break, isn't it? Uh, according to the New York Post, the suspect hailed from California, was incensed about the leaked Supreme Court draft opinion expected to overturn Roe versus Wade. And in addition to carrying weapons, the Post also reported that he was in possession of burglary tools. The man reportedly told police that he wanted to kill Kavanaugh. That was in the Washington Post as well. Um, we've got in an update, they give his name, which I'm not going to give, but he's carrying a gun, a knife and pepper spray uh, when he was arrested. So he had no good intentions. So, um, guys, I know there's some scrambling on what to do legislatively, you know what, you know, so where do you where are you guys at on this? Are the laws on the books enough? Or are they not being enforced? What do we need to do, Lieutenant? Well, I, I mean, watching this, this uh, continued assault upon the justices and the allowing of these of these uh, uh, protests by you know trying to intimidate these justices with the Biden administration doing absolutely nothing, not addressing it in one way. The DOJ is, in my opinion, complicit in this in this because they aren't enforcing the laws that are on the books. I mean, this is this is. The Biden administration is a lawless administration. They don't care. They don't care about the border. They don't care about their the justices. They don't care about um, about following the law themselves. And this is this is a disgrace. I feel I feel really sorry for Kavanaugh and for the other justices who are simply trying to do their jobs and they're facing this increased danger. Yeah. Yeah, they care. Randy, you're wrong. They care. Um, they care enough to put or to allow justices' lives to be in jeopardy. So, oh, heavens, if one of them happens to get killed or taken out, they get to appoint one. How, 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 how convenient. Um, I hope that the justices are smart enough to have uh, out of their own pockets, if it takes it, to hire their own personal security teams um, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there, ex-military guys, 
law enforcement guys that would be more than happy to take up that position and personally escort them everywhere they need to go, hoping that someone does something stupid. Um, so hopefully they've done that. Don't wait on anybody else to do it for you. That's the way that it works. And we all know it. So take take matters into your own hand, justices, and make sure that you're prote- you and your family or families are protected. Thanks, Corporal. All right, Ward, you're up. Uh, when you say it's all over the news, I think that's a bit of an overstatement. The New York Times <laughs> buried this. None of the Sunday shows ran it except for Fox News. It's all over Most, the news I watch, Ward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fox News certainly did. Yeah. Um, this National Review, which is my news source. Uh, calling the assassination plot's a bit of a stretch, but, but I can accept it. I mean, the guy was acting alone. I don't know how you call that a plot. And he gave himself up. He didn't actually, he didn't actually attempt the assassination. Although he probably took enough steps to be charged with, a, with an attempt. Um, I don't know if I said this, but I think it's out, outrageous that Pelosi is holding up this bill. And I'm kind of surprised they even need uh, extra protection. I would have thought they had round-the-clock protection to begin with, and I'm amazed that they, they apparently don't. All right. Thank, thanks, Ward. Uh, Producer Will, um, before you go, Mike, is, uh, is Ward's mic okay enough for the show, you think? Uh, it is a little bad. Um, but I can do something to minimize it. I mean, okay, it's we'll, not, we'll get it. Yeah. We'll have to get it fixed for next week, but okay, cool. Thank you. Mike Roach, you're up. Yeah. So the fact that he actually traveled from California shows that at least he has the mental capacity to logisticate, uh, across, uh, country travel and, uh, you know, shows his intent to, to, to show up. Uh, of course, Ward would be a better expert on intent than I would, but, um, I would feel comfortable charging him. Uh, how would you like to be the neighbors uh, living around the Kavanaugh's or any of these people? I mean, uh, it's just, you know, and like Ward said, if you're not watching Fox News, you were in the dark about this entire, uh, you know, assassination attempt. Yeah, you know, how about these marshals? Uh, Randy, I, I was impressed that he had two marshals there. I mean, I know the guy made the phone call, but I would have liked to uh, be a fly in the wall to find out what was going on behind the scenes because uh, they apparently saw this guy. Yeah, I'd like to know too. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm a little taken aback that um, at two o'clock in the morning or whatever, the early morning hours, they see this guy get out of a taxi, scope him out and then just walk away and with, with with no field interview to, you know, pat him down or such. But, uh, you know, we only know a little bit of the, what the report is. So, you know, it's tough to say. Yeah, and, and you know, you got to be worried about diversion, you know, tactics too. So I, I, I get it, you know, so you, you just you just don't know. But um, I'm glad it all worked out. But, crap, I don't want another repeat offense of this. So if there's uh, nobody else on this, we can move on to the next one. Ward, did you want to add something? Uh, to, to, part of, to underline Randy's earlier comment, uh, I think the comments made by Judge Schumer, which he directly threatened uh, Kavanaugh and Alito, um, or was it Gorsuch? It was Kavanaugh and someone, I think Alito. I, I think I think someone ought to look into possibly charging him. Wow. All right. Interesting. Well, thanks, guys. Hey, uh, moving along, we'll go to our first update. Um, this is a hot, hot ticket item right here. It's uh, covered on policemag.com, lawofficer.com, policetribune.com. I did not stick it in the normal category with all the other cops that are, you know, um, you know, arrested and charged, acquitted and all this stuff, uh, because we've got we got something that has literally shocked me. And I think just about everybody on this panel officer charged 
with second degree murder and fatal shooting of Patrick Laoya. Um, when I tell you guys, when I re- refresh everyone's memory, now the panel knows, but to the listeners, and we've got a big audience right now on YouTube and stuff. We got guys that are watching us live on five different platforms, but I'm going to jump to Grand Rapids, Michigan for a second. Grand Rapids Police Officer Christopher Skur, that's S-C-H-U-R-R, he has been charged with second-degree murder in connection with the fatal officer-involved shooting of Patrick Loya, and that's L-Y-O-Y-A. This bad guy, and I say bad guy with emphasis, 26 years old, fatally shot while trying to disarm the officer during a fight that broke out during a traffic stop that happened back on April the 4th. There's a video involving this. We cover this in-depth on our show. In fact, we... It was a pleasure watching someone uh, put a bullet in a bad guy's head and uh, just a single bullet, a single fire one when it needed to be done instead of fighting all day long, you know, over 90 seconds with a taser. Um, Our bad guy had a blood alcohol level of 0.29%, which is almost four times the legal limit, according to the Associated Press. Kenton County Prosecutor, now listen to this, Chris Becker. And Randy may have some information on Chris Becker for us, made the announcement during a press conference outside the Michigan State Police 6th District Headquarters on June the 9th. And so Officer Skur faces a maximum of life in prison with the possibility of parole if he is convicted. And it goes on to say that, uh, just to refresh the memories, Grand Rapids Police Department, the Chief Eric Winstrom told reporters on April 13th, series of events leading up to Loria's death began approximately 8-11 in the morning, April 4th, when Officer Skur spotted a vehicle traveling westbound for a Michigan license plate, which did not match the car. It's a serious offense in a lot of places and criminal. The officer followed the vehicle and initiated a traffic stop. Body cam and dash cam footage showed the driver, later identified as our bad guy, Loria, um, as being, I guess he immediately exits the vehicle when the cop pulls him over. So the officer orders him to stay in the car. But of course, the bad guy ignores him. So that's our first, you know, refusal to comply. Officer explains the reason for the stop, but that's only because the bad guy keeps asking and he's refusing to follow the officer's commands. So uh, just repeated, repeated uh, failure to comply. So he asked Loya for his driver's license several times before the suspect opens the driver's door, speaks briefly with the passenger inside, and then office, the officer tells the bad guy that the plate in the vehicle was uh, he was driving belonged to another car. The guy does not respond. A moment later, the bad guy closes the door to the car, starts walking around the front of the car, at which point the officer stops him as he tries to pull away. So then our bad guy takes off running uh, through. Uh, there's a confrontation. <laughs> the cop does a pretty good job of catching him before he gets out of the camera view. So they're in the front yard and they're fighting. So the cop tackles him on the lawn of the nearby home. So this officer all by himself repeatedly orders the suspect to put his hands uh, behind his back and to stop resisting. But, of course, the bad guy continues to not comply. Chief Winstrom and Officer Skur uh, said he deployed his taser twice during the struggle, but the barbs both times went into the ground. The officer repeatedly orders Laoya to stop resisting and to let go of the taser, and you can hear this on video. So now they're fighting over the taser. And it appeared that the officer and the suspect had a, had a grip on the taser weapon for approximately 90 seconds as the fight continued cell phone footage recorded by the passenger in the bad guy's car showed the officer trying to keep the combative suspect on the ground during the fight commercial break stay with us be right back you know each year the naumd awards recognizes the highest achievements in the uniform industry and gall's customers have impressively won 
five 2022 NAUMD awards, four Best Dressed Public Safety Awards, one Image of the Year Award, and Gauls has partnered with Smith and Warren for a shared win. So these all prove that, once again, no one else in the uniform industry can match their expertise. So if your department is not in a uniform program at Gauls, you should be. Gauls have been doing this for more than 50 years, coast to coast, and they partner with the most trusted brands and they're powered by technology, making it easier than ever for you to get the gear that you actually need. You deserve the best customer service and Gauls is committed to delivering nothing less. So Gauls relentlessly serves every order and every call with a smiling hello. So when you have so many things stacked against law enforcement, Gauls is there to lift law enforcement back up to its rightful place of honor. It's time for you to experience the new Gauls at Gauls.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. So, yes, we've got a fight going on between a cop and a bad guy. It's been about 90 seconds where they're fighting over this taser. And, of course, it's the cop's taser. So we've got the cop saying, let go of the taser, drop the taser. And this is what the officer yells multiple times. So the suspect and the officer, they're both on the ground fighting over the weapon. When the officer draws his duty weapon, an officer Skr fires a single round, strikes her bad guy in the head. And... Kills him. And so the Grand Rapids police officer who fatally shot Laoya received 14 letters of recognition during his seven-year service as a law enforcement officer. According to his personnel file, he's been recognized by his department more than a dozen times for exemplary service. Many letters of recognition involving uh, involved apprehending dangerous bad guys, seizing firearms and drugs, apprehending fleeing suspects. His personnel file revealed that he has no history of use of force complaints against him, which blows my mind. And that's according to WXMI. Because really, aggressive officers, you're going to get the complaints whether they're deserved or not. So... Um, I'm just I'm just shocked that this went down, Lieutenant um, Lieutenant Randy. And I don't I it's almost, you know, I you know, this prosecutor, I don't know what we can do, Randy. But I mean, I tell you, after reading this and some of the stories in Florida, I, I really I don't I, I'm ready for a call to action to do something against these these guys that are that are have it in for law enforcement. It's outrageous. And this is, you know, I, I, I now know, according to a report that I just read, there are set more than 70 um, prosecutors and district attorneys that have been put into office by the money supplied by George Soros. I don't know if, if this guy is one of them. I've got my feelers out there. Hopefully next week I'll have something to report from some of my connections up there. But this penchant for what I call persecution by prosecution is um, is catching fire. And it, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. I mean, we all saw this. This guy was exhausted. The guy had his hand on his on his taser. He could have disarmed him and killed him. This officer is fighting for his life. It is absolutely an outrage that they charged him. And I cannot believe that the the uh, uh, state police investigation would have recommended a charge. Uh, I can't wait to hear more about this. Yeah, they they don't tell us, right? Right. I mean, I'm I'm mistaken. We we just don't know. Uh, so we don't know if, if the prosecutor just got his a wild hair up his butt and made the decision on his own, or what the recommendation was. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, Attorney Ward. Uh, from what I can tell, this prosecutor is a Republican who actually received campaign contributions from the police union in this case. He did he did not say why he charged this. Uh, I think it's perfectly justified to use lethal force when someone's about to take away or shoot you with a taser because it can definitely cause bodily injury, can even cause death, and it can certainly incapacitate you where he can take your gun. Uh, the prosecutor also said he waited because he had to contact an outside expert. It makes me think he's got a, a weak case and he had to go somewhere else. 
Uh, furthermore, the burden of proof in Michigan for self-defense is the prosecutor must prove that, that there was no self-defense beyond a reasonable doubt. How he does that here, I have no idea. The only thing I can possibly think of, and we discussed this last time, is the expert he's looking for gave him information on the capabilities of a taser. This taser was discharged twice. Most tasers only have two charges. And that may be what the prosecutor is resting his case on. Since this is a criminal case, uh, I, I'd give the officer the benefit of the doubt if his subjective intention was, I didn't really know uh, whether there were any charges left or not. Uh, all this is happening fast. Uh, if he says he didn't, I believe him, and I let, I let that go. But well, I, if he did know, if he did know the taser was empty, well, then that's a different issue, I think. Well, empty, and, and I've gotten some more information on the tasers, the new tasers. You're right; they, the, uh, they. <laughs> I just, I just learned, learned this. And I mean, look, the technology changes for people watching the show. So I mean, it could change tomorrow again. But um, they have uh, your cartridge. Back when I was carrying a taser. You know, we had, you know, we had two probes that fired out of one cartridge. And after, you know, you shot them, you had to take the cartridge off, put a new cartridge in that was usually in the bottom of the handle. Um, they still have those, but each cartridge fires two. One's a long range and one's a short range. Um, but regardless of whether he spent that cartridge, and even if he doesn't have another cartridge that could be added to it, you still got the drive stun capability with that taser um, regardless. So, and... And, and that's that's plenty in order to justify lethal force. Um, but David, go ahead. You know, I honestly am getting the sense after you know reading this and, and reading the 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 gobbledygook that the that the prosecutor put or quoted that that they got a quote in the article for. <clears throat> to Ward's point, it really sounds like to me that this gutless prosecutor um, is just basically folding up to the pressure. That he got from the the civil rights attorney Crump and, and that whole crew, the the uh, the race baiters and and all of that sort of stuff that came to bear on this case, and he decided, as we all know, you can go into a grand jury, sell them whatever you want to sell them, and they'll they'll get they'll return an indictment ninety nine times out of hundred if that's what you want. Um, so he is basically passing the buck so he can look so he he can take the pressure off himself. Put it on the grand jury. It'll go to trial. And as we've seen so many other times, even though this officer is going to have to be drugged through the absolute uh, thorn bush, uh, that in the end, the jury will find him not guilty. And the prosecutor can go, well, I charged him. So it's not on me. It's on the jury. And basically turn the uh, Black Lives Matter, whatever you want to call them, uh, uh, away from him. And on to someone else. He's just, in, in my opinion, it appears that he's just gutless, and he doesn't have the 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 moral or the ethical uh, gonads to stand up and say, "No, I'm not charging him. If this was a justified shoot, um, here's the law. Get over it." He just doesn't have the guts to do it, and so he's passing the buck. In my opinion, that that's what it appears to me at this point. Thanks, Ward. Hey, Chip, uh, thanks for the explanation. Um, I'm glad to learn about this stun capability still existed. Uh, to me, that they should never charge this guy based on that uh, or even thought about it. I did not think he used the grand jury here, David. I didn't read that. Um, what I think he should have done is use the grand jury if he didn't and have them uh, return a no bill and let it and avoid the pressure that way. You know, um, I really hope that Randy, we should put our heads together. There needs to be accountability for just 
I'm trying to think what I can say and get away with on the radio uh, for pieces of crap like this who want to charge cops when we're preaching. We applaud this guy for blowing the bag, for shooting the guy, the bad guy one time in the head. Just a, it was a beautiful shooting textbook. And, and Will's giving me the finger again. I got to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. Well, look, let's talk about industry leader technology solutions for law enforcement. It's Guardian Alliance Technologies. Their software were cut background investigators time in half. Now, we all know there's a, count, a call for more accountability, at least, in hiring and selecting who gets to wear the badge. And with Guardian, they developed a CGIS-compliant background investigative software platform that helps weed out problematic applicants in record time. And with Guardian, the entire background check process is more comprehensive, but it's also much faster for both the applicant and the agency. So there's no upfront fees or long-term commitments, so I strongly recommend that you visit them today at GuardianAllianceTechnologies.com. Also, MyMedicare.Live. You know, look at the panel. Uh, look, we're all getting older, and we're getting close to that Medicare age. And there's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County, Florida alone, which is where I'm at. The benefits, they can change annually. So how do you know you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? And especially if you're part of the Boss Hog Radio Network, which gave us our first break in the terrestrial radio, pay close attention because James and, Bo- and Bobby with MyMedicare.Live, they will respond you know, you're within their their wheelhouse as far as the jurisdiction goes. You can call 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Meet with James or Bobby. Um, they'll save you money on your medication co-pays, help you find plans your doctors accept, and get you more of the benefits you actually qualify for. So, again, MyMedicare.Live or 813-245-6656. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. So what I, what I left off, maybe it's a good thing that uh, that uh, producer Will interrupted me on the for the commercial break, Randy. But uh, there's got to be some accountability with these guys that are attacking cops when we're we're praising cops and they're doing exactly what we're telling them to do. And it's taken a while to see cops start to do this. And uh, and we've got a couple of videos where maybe it was justified and it didn't happen. But it's not going to be an easy sell now when we got, you know, jerk offs like this charging good cops that are doing a, a jam up job. And, uh, and 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 now look, this cop will be OK. He'll be completely vindicated. But like David said, they're going to drag him through the mud to get there. Yeah, his mental health will never be the same um, if he, you know, with, however he withstands this, this I mean, this is going to take two years and probably destroy him financially. Um, it's certainly going to destroy his his drive to actually, you know, do policing again. Can you can you imagine? Uh, if if he if he even wants to be a cop again after he gets his after he he's acquitted, which we all pray will happen, but you know the juries are crazy too. You have no idea what their makeup is going to be. I mean, we so we don't know. But this is this is a travesty. And the reality is this that that there is no accountability for district attorneys. The only accountability is like I mean it, with the celebration that we need to have about that 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 punk chess of Bodine getting tossed out on his butt as well he should. But that's the only way is to either recall him or vote him out of office. There's no accountability at all, even even for a, for what I believe is a, um, a malicious prosecution. So there's there is nothing in place. And this is this is a travesty. Well, Andrea and David closes out on this and we'll move on. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, um, Ward was right. I didn't see the, the – I must have misspoke or didn't, I read it wrong about the, the uh, grand jury issue with that pr- prosecutor. That's, that, that makes him even more gutless. So uh, good job, gutless. 
And, and Andrea, thanks, Dave. And, and Andrea, just so you know, uh, Captain Brett is online watching and and uh, and talking on this on the sidebar here. So you are he's got his eyes on you. So just let Hi, you know, Brett, Brett. I'll try not to let you down, Brett. Um, I think it's unfortunate. You know, we watch a lot of um, videos where these guys aren't. Unfortunately, they're not acting, and you know, you start to see them act. And in my the last few years of my law enforcement career, I you know, this is why officers do not act so quickly. You know, unfortunately, that's why we're seeing officers get hurt. And you know, we're, this is Michigan. I'm not surprised because it is Michigan. But at the same time, you know, you're going to see a lot more officers. Why are they? Why do they want to be in law enforcement? Why do they want to act? Why do? I mean, this was clearly a deadly force situation. I still have not seen anything again, just like everybody else. I don't know how they get away with charging them with this. But it's just unfortunate you're going to see a lot more officers that aren't going to react or aren't going to use deadly force when they should. Well, I, for one, congratulate this cop for putting a bullet in that bad guy's head, which was something that he should have done. I would have applauded him for doing it after a 30-second struggle instead of a 90-second uh, struggle with that bad guy. And feel free to reach out to me personally if you need any help in relocating to another you know, uh, God-fearing agency, you know, one that you, that's outside the state of Michigan in case you're interested. Or Randy, I know, would do the same thing for you. So thank you to all of our panel. Uh, Mike Roach, thank you again for being a, a special guest on the show. Uh, again, another shout-out to our sponsors, Gauls, Guardian Lines Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com, Bang Energy for fueling us. I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. <laughs>